Good evening, Redeemer, and Merry Christmas. Isn't it wonderful to hear God's Word and even to hear that good news ring out in many different languages? My name is Morgan Renew. I'm one of the pastors here at Redeemer Dubai. And it's a joy to celebrate our Christmas with you here tonight. Uh, it's great to see our, our regular church family. A special welcome. Uh, if you're visiting us, if you're new, it's so good to have you here. You're welcome here with us anytime. As Pastor Dave said, when we read God's Word, we're hearing God speak to us. So I'm going to pray that uh, today we would see wonderful things in God's Word that has just been read. Heavenly Father, thank you that you speak to us. And thank you that in Jesus you give us hope. Help us now to see you clearly. Help us to grasp what it was you did that first Christmas. The salvation, the hope that you continue to give today. We pray in Jesus' great and good name. Amen. Over the last weeks and months, my bank has sent me messages and emails telling me there's good news. Apparently they want to give me bonuses of 5,000 dirham, cashbacks of 10,000 dirham. It seems like great news until I realise the one condition. I've got to deposit a million dirhams and keep a, a minimum balance of half a million. And I think refer 10 other people who are going to deposit that much. It seemed like good news until I realised it was more like good advice for those who had a spare million dirham sitting around. Even when people are really trying to help, often the best they can do is offer good advice. A few years ago, my health insurer got in contact asking, do I want to get healthy? Good news, we, we can help you get healthy. So I prepared for the call, I got my notepad and pen out, and they started to explain, well, really, you've got two options. You can eat more healthy, or you can do more exercise. Probably you should do both. And my heart sank a little. There was no secret good news that I'd been missing, no secret tablet I could take that would suddenly make me healthy. It was the same good advice I'd heard a million times, and it ignored almost as many times. Uh, if I wanted to get healthy, it was really up to me. The best they could offer was good advice. I think the same applies when it comes to most philosophies and religions. Around the world, throughout human history, people have wanted to have peace with God. People have wanted to know that God is pleased with them. And philosophy after philosophy, a religion after religion will offer advice on how you can do this. Just do these ten things and God will be pleased with you. Just say these ten things and God will be pleased with you. Your experience of Christianity might be something like this. Christianity to you might have sounded like good advice. Just say these ten things and you'll have peace with God. Do these ten things and God will be pleased with you. Well, friends, tonight I want to bring you good news. As we celebrate Christmas, as we remember that first Christmas night, we'll see that Jesus didn't come to just bring more good advice. Jesus came to bring us good news. 
We'll see that the birth of Jesus brings good news to all the world because we can have peace with God. And we'll see this in two declarations. A declaration from Rome and then a declaration of of hope from heaven. First, we'll see this declaration from Rome. As Rome announced they would count the whole world, but they didn't count on the new kingdom. In 2 verse 1, we were told in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And this gives us the historical context for when Jesus was born. You see, the the birth of Jesus, the message of Jesus, is not just timeless good advice, a philosophy of how you can live to, to have peace. The message of Jesus is good news of how God has acted in history. And this tells us that God acted in history. God sent his son 2,000 years ago under the Roman Empire in the time when the emperor Caesar Augustus ruled and the local governor Quirinius was in place. To those in the Roman Empire, it seemed to cover the whole world. There were the Romans, but then there were all the nations around them that they had conquered. So when Caesar Augustus uh, said that the whole world should be registered, to them it really was the whole known world. Caesar Augustus was the emperor, the one in complete control of the Roman Empire. Under his rule, uh, there had been great peace. Before him, there had been various uprisings, civil war. But under Caesar Augustus, there was a measure of peace. There was a measure of safety. And this this, uh, leader, Caesar Augustus, well, he declares to the whole world, is the man with the most power, probably, in the whole world, that the whole world should be registered. He called a census. Everyone would be counted. And this was important for the Romans, so that they knew who they were controlling. If they wanted to keep control over all these different nations, they needed to know who there was. It was also important so they knew who they could tax and how much tax they could expect. Uh, Caesar said this decree, and for anyone in the Roman Empire who knew what was good for them, well, they would do what Rome said. Uh, Rome sort of gave a measure of peace, a measure of safety, as long as people did what Rome said. If you disobeyed, if you caused trouble, well, a legion of Roman soldiers could arrive uh, to give you big trouble. So it was good advice there for people to do what Rome said. We see in verse 3, well, people do what Caesar Augustus asked. All, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And two of those who, who obeyed were Mary and Joseph. This force is Joseph also went up to Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed. David goes up with his pregnant fiancée uh, to their hometown. To the Romans, they were just another two people, just an extra two numbers amongst tens of thousands, uh, just a little bit extra tax. Uh, they, they went up, even though... I'm sure it was inconvenient, but also at great risk. 
Mary was heavily pregnant. She shouldn't be travelling. Yet when Rome spoke, it was a good idea to obey, and they did. And while they were there, while they were in Bethlehem, we're told the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the year. The birth of this baby seemed so normal. There was no great welcoming party, not even family or friends to welcome them and care for them when they arrived in Bethlehem. This baby seemed to be born like any other. He was born and wrapped in swaddling cloths. There's not even room for this baby in, in the inn. At a time when all of human society seemed to be counted, there was no space for this baby in human society. He was left outside in the cold with the animals. He was laid in a manger, a feeding trough for animals. While Rome thought that they were in control, or Caesar Augustus tried to keep peace over his empire by sending out decrees, they didn't count on the fact that the new king was born. You might have noticed in these verses that David was mentioned a few times. They went to the city of David. Bethlehem is where the great king David had been born. Joseph was descended from King David. And this is important because a thousand years beforehand, God had made promises to King David. God had promised David that one of his descendants would be the king who would rule over all kingdoms. One of David's descendants would be the king who would rule for all time. He would be the king who would bring true peace. That had been a thousand years ago, then 600 years before, the prophet Micah that had repeated these promises. Uh, Micah had said that this one descended from David, this son of David, would be born in Bethlehem. And Micah 5 verse 4 said, This one, this son of David, born in Bethlehem, shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. A thousand years before, six hundred years before, and then nine months before this first Christmas night, an angel had appeared to the teenager Mary, the virgin, and said, you will have a child. Well, you're not married, but this child will not have an earthly father. You will be pregnant with the very Son of God. The angel told Mary that this son will be the long-promised son of David, the great king who will rule forever, the king who will bring true peace. So as the emperor of Rome promised peace, promised security, if people would obey his decree, well, another king was born. Though Rome may not have realised, there was another announcement. This announcement came not from messengers from Rome, but messengers from heaven. And the angels appeared to the shepherds. In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. 
And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. We heard a proclamation already from Caesar Augustus to all the world. But now we have good news of great joy for all people. This announcement, this announcement of hope from heaven, it's not just good news for the government so they can control and tax. It's not just good news for the Roman citizens. It is good news for all people. You see this as the good news comes firstly, not to those who are rich or powerful or influential, but to some poor shepherds. Watching over their flocks at night. This news comes that there is a good news of great joy for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. The birth of Jesus is good news for all people because Jesus is the Christ. The Christ is the name given to the great king, the king descended from David. And so the news that Jesus is born is the news that the king has come. The king who will bring true peace. The king who will reign over all kingdoms. The king who will rule forever. He is here to deliver his people. The second part of the good news that makes the birth of Jesus good news of great joy for all people is that Jesus is the Lord. People had expected that the son of David would be a man. And Jesus did come as a man. Yet the problem with a mere human being is that they can't rule perfectly. Many sons came after King David. And even the good ones, the bad ones, all of them, they failed in different ways. In their own ways, they led God's people into disaster. But even if you do find a good king, a king who reigns for righteousness, a human king will only last a few decades. He will die, and who knows who will come after him. But the news of Jesus is that God himself has come to us. He's not just another king. He is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. This baby lying in the manger is God himself become flesh. This baby lying in the manger is the creator who has entered his creation. The eternal Son of God has become a man. The one who gave breath to all life became a baby and took his first breath. It's good news because God has come to his people. God has really come to his people. God has not forgotten this world. He has come to help. He has come to visit us. And God has drawn near. And thirdly, the birth of Jesus is good news of great joy for all people because he's a saviour. If Jesus had just come as a teacher... We could have taught us God's ways, could have taught us how to please God. But that would just be good advice. Because who can keep the commands of God? We can try, but every one of us, we fall short. If Jesus had come just as a good example, 
He could inspire us. He could show us how to live. But still, that would just be good advice. And who can live up to the example of Jesus? Not one of us. He didn't just come as a teacher or as an example. Jesus came as a saviour. And the arrival of a saviour is good news because a saviour does what you cannot do. If you were drowning in the ocean, there struggling, falling under the waves, about to take your last breath, and a saviour arrived in a boat, they would not just offer you good advice. Say, okay, it's time for a swimming lesson. Cup your hands, one arm after the other, kick your... No. A good, a good saviour will reach out their hand, grab yours and pull you up. A good saviour saves you when you cannot save yourself, helps you when you cannot help yourself. And friends, we need help. We can't follow the rules. We can't follow Jesus' example perfectly. We needed a saviour. And that's exactly what Jesus wants. While Jesus is a saviour, he's not the first person to be called saviour. Some people called Caesar Augustus a saviour because he defeated all of Rome's enemies. What makes Jesus a surprising saviour? That he comes not as a warrior, not as an emperor, not as one who will vanquish all of God's people's enemies. He comes humbly as a baby. The shepherds are told, the son of David, the saviour, the Christ, the Lord is here. And this will be the sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. The arrival of this baby, this saviour, is good news. And the angels will explain exactly why. This single angel who'd been speaking to the shepherds is now joined by hundreds, thousands more. Suddenly there was within the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. The angels tell us why the coming of Jesus is good news for all people, because we can have peace with God. The angels declare glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. These angels are not just offering an inner peace. Jesus gives more than inner peace, though many Christians will testify to the inner peace that Jesus can and does give. He's not just giving a political peace. Caesar Augustus was able to bring some measure of peace over the empire. But Jesus isn't just bringing an an earthly military peace. We're told it's peace on earth among those with whom he is pleased. Jesus is giving us a way to have peace with God, giving us a way for us to know that God is pleased with us. Because by ourselves, we're not at peace with God. Every one of us, we fail to honour our Creator, our God, as we should. We fail to love Him or love those He has made as we ought. We have made ourselves enemies. We're not at peace by ourselves. By ourselves, by the lives we have lived, we've not pleased God. Loving Him, loving others as we ought. 
Yet we have a Saviour, and this Saviour allows us to have peace with God. Because Jesus became one of us, he could live the perfect life we couldn't live. Jesus lived a perfect life uh, which honoured God, which obeyed his heavenly Father. But Jesus always had peace with God. The Father was always pleased with Jesus. But though he had the Father's pleasure, though he was at peace with God, Jesus died a sinner's death on a Roman cross. And on that cross, Jesus took God's displeasure at sin, the displeasure against sin that we deserve. God took that displeasure upon himself. God took the wrath and anger that our sin deserves on himself so that we might enjoy the peace and the pleasure that Jesus deserves. Jesus took our place so that we could have his place. He lived, he died, he rose again so that Jesus, the King, the Christ, can reign forever in peace. He came as a saviour so that we who trusted him might have peace with God because of what he has done for us. The birth of Jesus brings good news to all people because we can have peace with God. This is why we have these verses read in several different languages. Because this good news is really for all people. No matter what nation you are from, no matter what language you speak, and no matter what your religious background, whether you've lived a good life, whether you've lived an authentic life or not, if any of us come to Jesus and admit that we need a saviour, you reach out his arm, he'll lift us up. We can, you can have peace with God. You can know God is pleased with you. Because Jesus took your displeasure, the displeasure you deserve. So God will be pleased with you. What do we do with this? How do we respond? The shepherds, they give us a clue. In verse 15, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they'd seen and heard as it had been told them. The shepherds had good news, good news of great joy, so they went to see for themselves. The shepherds might have had questions. Will the hope of the world, will the answer to all our longing, will our hope be found in a baby? Well, they hurried and they went and they saw we're told that when they saw the baby Jesus, they realised it was all true. They went and told everyone they could find that these things were the truth. They shared this good news. We're told they returned glorifying and praising God for all they'd seen and heard. The angels had 
their glorified God in heaven. Now that the shepherds join them in in glorifying God, in rejoicing at the good news. And friends, if Jesus is your King, if He's your Lord and Saviour, tonight rejoice. Your King has come. You have peace with God. God is pleased with you. Jesus. You can rejoice at that. This is the greatest news. As we sing this, this next song, as we sing Gloria in Excelsis Deo, we're singing these words, Glory to God in the highest, in Latin, as they have been sung for nearly 2,000 years. Friends, we really can rejoice because Jesus lived, Jesus died, Jesus rose again. He is King forever. He gives peace. It's peace with God, and if you trust Him, you have that peace. But if you haven't yet trusted Jesus as your King, as your Lord, as your Saviour, look to the shepherds. They heard this good news, as you have heard it tonight, and they went and saw for themselves. But if you've heard this good news, if you've realised that, well, you are at peace with God. You've realised that well, your life hasn't pleased God. You can cry out to Jesus as your Saviour tonight. Ask Him to forgive you. Call on Him as your Lord, as your King and as your Saviour. And He will hear that. He will forgive your sins. He will give you peace with God. And you can know today that God is pleased with you. You do that tonight, or if, even if you still have questions, like the shepherds, you can go and see for ourselves. As Pastor Dave mentioned, we've got those Bibles outside. If you don't have a Bible, if you want to read about the life of Jesus, if you want to know more about this good news, then please take a Bible. Go home and read it. That's our gift to you. Even better, you can come to the Christianity Explored course. Spend some time in a group working through one of the accounts of Jesus' life, meeting this Saviour face to face in His Word. You can ask all your questions or just sit and listen. But friends, if you go and look for yourself, you seem to know Jesus in His Word, trust me, you won't be disappointed. The shepherds went to see for themselves and they returned glorifying and praising God for all they had seen. Friends, we can rejoice because we have a saviour. Friends, we can rejoice because there is hope. Jesus brings hope to all the world because we have peace with God. Jesus brings good news to all the world because we can have peace with God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that you did not leave us by ourselves in darkness, but you came to us. You came bringing salvation. You came bringing hope. You came bringing peace. Father, for those of us who know this peace, help us to rest in it. Help us to rejoice in it. And Father, for anyone who does not yet know you, would you show yourself to them tonight? Would you show yourself to them in your word, 
Would each of us go away rejoicing in Jesus, our Saviour. In his good and great name we pray. Amen.